Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 694. If you'd like to have a copy of a chair, I'll tell you how at the end of the program. Let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. Um, they're free, including the postage and handling. I've got a very strong message for you. I've got some good Christian music for you and some um, letters. But right now, let's pray to the Lord for an answer and be sure that we have faith to receive the answer. There's a song that I like a lot. I love it. It's called, I Found the Answer to Everything in This Entire World. I learned to pray. That's the answer. So many people, when they're being attacked by Satan, they start wringing their hands and pacing back and forth. That will not answer anything. You have to calm down and pray. I found the answer. I learned to pray. Praise the Lord. If you can pray, and you can, then God will begin moving for you. So don't uh, become petrified when Satan is attacking you because uh, with God, all things are possible. And who can do anything to us? If God be with us, who can destroy us? Who can uh, do anything to us? God is our helper. Amen. Yeah. Father God, we ask that you anoint this program, anoint your servant and servants in the name of Jesus, that there be a message that is very pertinent to the people's lives that are listeners today. Open the windows of heaven, bind Satan, bind him as we bind him by preaching the word. Preaching the word of God, Father, I have noticed very much that this is what binds Satan. Uh, Satan keeps trying to make deals with us. Uh, that if we just stop, if we take certain tapes off of our program, well, then they'll let uh, different people go. Uh, but uh, it just shows that they're afraid of these tapes. They are weak and they're beggarly. They don't want the people of the world to know how evil they are. And so we know that we are to resist Satan, not comply with him. Resist the devil, and he will flee from us. Lord, if uh, everyone would remember that, and the best way to resist him spiritually, and also there's other ways that we pray to you to find out what it is that we must say and do in order to resist him. But we ask that you resist him too, but you require that we do something as well, Father. You want us us to resist Satan, uh, and then he'll flee from us. And we're to be bold as lions, because uh, Satan flees when no man pursues. The wicked flee when no man pursues. But if we preach and we resist, and then we have the victory. 
Lord, I pray that that is a message in itself that people will have listened to, hit it in their heart, and then begin doing it. Um, Lord, let souls be saved in the body of Christ, the new Jerusalem, be strengthened. In Jesus' mighty name, that souls will be saved. The church is strengthened with all might with you. You are almighty. The all, A-L-L, mighty God. If we do what you say, then we have you to back us up, to cover our back. Lord, do it in the mighty name of Jesus. Open up doors and close them to Satan. Open up doors for us and close them to Satan. In Jesus' mighty name, almighty name, amen and amen. Okay, now one of my favorite, very favorite singers is Carmen McRae. And I only wish that she had sang more gospel songs. But here she is to sing, His Eye is on the Sparrow. Why should I feel discouraged? And why? Should the shadows come? Why should my heart be lonely? And I sing 
Praise the Lord. I remember her so well. One evening I was watching her sing, and I have a cowboy hat on because I was running the biggest country western store, the best country western store in the world, which I also was doing clothes for uh, the higher up in the entertainment industry from every walk, even these uh, Formula One drivers, uh, people that were in the rock and roll field, and people that were in um, high government. I've done clothing for four or five presidents and uh, many congressmen and senators. And I was in this um, place where she uh, was singing. She said, what's... I had a rattlesnake uh, headband with a rattlesnake's mouth wide open. And so she stopped singing and said, Sir, what is that on your hat? And I told her, Well, I'll tell you what it is if you'll sing my favorite song that you sung. And uh, she said, Well, what's that? And I said, Star Eyes. Uh, because, you know, I'm in the music industry. And uh, she said, oh, Well, have we done that tonight? She was asking her band. And uh, they said, no. And so she said, okay, we'll sing it. Now, what is it? And I said, it's a rattlesnake. And she said, can I see it? And I gave it to her, and she wore it during the time she was singing that song. <laughs> She's such a great singer. She's gone on now. Um, we never know where people go. If she was a Christian, she went on to be with the Lord. Okay, so uh, we're continuing on. I believe it's chapter 10, is it not? Of Second Corinthians, verse 14. I went over this, but I always like to go back a verse or two to um, get you acquainted for the continuance of the chapter that we were reading, that I was reading the day before. So Paul is saying, for we apostles, as he means, stretch not ourselves beyond our measure. In other words, we're here to preach the gospel to you, and we don't make ourselves anything other than uh, what we are. We're not, uh, and he says, as though we reached not unto you. We're here with you, and we're not stretching ourselves as to say that uh, we're going over to preach somewhere else at this point. We're right here with you, for we are come as far as to you also in preaching uh, the gospel of Christ. That's what we came here for, is to teach you what the word of God says. Verse 15, not boasting of things without our measure. That is, of other men's um, labors. Uh, so, we're not saying uh, or building uh, this you people up on other men's labors. We're doing this as the Holy Spirit is speaking through us, but having hope 
when your faith is increased, and it will be increased if you listen to me, Paul said, that we shall be enlarged by you according to our rule abundantly. And he means our rule over you. Because the Bible says that the ministers are the rulers of this world, uh, not the secular powers, because they're not of the Lord. Uh, people vote them in, not the Lord. The Lord never called um, the these different people in high places to be rulers of the secular world. But God called us to be rulers of uh, this present world, and especially of the church. He said, when your faith is increased, and faith comes by hearing, and so your faith is going to be increased the more you listen to me, Paul said, and the more you listen to me, Tony said, that we shall be enlarged, uh, and I will be enlarged by you, according to our rule abundantly. Because if you place yourself under our authority or our rule, then we will be enlarged uh, uh, abundantly. Verse 16, because we'll have a larger church and we'll um, be able to uh, get the gospel out in more places more quickly. Verse 16, to preach the gospel in the regions beyond you. So you'll be able to go out and do that and not to boast in other man's line of things made um, ready to our hand. Well, we're not going to boast about any, anything that anybody else has done, that, that we did it with our hand. Verse 17, but he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. Now, don't be bragging about anything that some other uh, church is doing or some other apostle is doing. Because there's no glory in lying or saying anything uh, that is false. Uh, but let's glory in the Lord, in the things that the Lord has given us to do and that we've done. Verse 18, for not he that uh, commendeth himself is approved by the Lord, I include, but whom the Lord commendeth. Because the Lord is not going to commend you if you're bragging about having done something in this work, the work that God has given me, or in any other work. For what you're doing when you do that is you're commending yourself. Uh, and if you do, you're not approved by God, but whom the Lord commendeth or uh, gives glory to is the one that um, it's much rather to be than commending yourself. Okay, very, now chapter 11. Would to God 
you could bear with me a little in my folly. So Paul here says is he's going to have a little fun. And it's his fun. And in uh, deed, bear with me, because I'm going to tell you things that are actually true, but uh, so that uh, if you're commending yourself, uh, I'll, I'll put you down, because you're boasting about being a Jew, possibly, but I'm a Jew, and so on and so forth. So bear with me with my folly, my little bit of fun here. Verse 2, for I am jealous over you with a godly jealousy. Now there's godly jealousy. And then there's jealousy that is uh, envy, which is no good. No one can stand against that kind of envy. For I have espoused you have married you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. In other words, I've told you that you can't sin and be uh, espoused to Jesus. If you're a sinner, you cannot. You say, if you say, well, I said the prayer, I'm saved now, but... Uh, uh, I would still think I can sin, like the Baptists and the uh, Catholics and many other false groups say that you can do. But uh, he says, um, that isn't so. You, he, I've espoused you as a chaste, very chaste virgin to Christ. But I'm not a virgin. I've known many women before. No, once all the things that you did in your life before uh, come to you, they're all drowned in the sea of God's forgetfulness, and he doesn't remember them against you anymore. So uh, a woman that's been a prostitute, uh, she is as white and clean as and is worthy to wear a wedding dress, a white wedding dress. Uh, she's a virgin. When she comes to Christ and says, that's it, I throw in the towel to this world, and I am a chaste virgin uh, to Christ now. Uh, verse 3, But I fear lest by any means, as the, the serpent the devil, in other words, beguiled Eve uh, through his subtility. So that your minds should be corrupted. Because Satan, that's what his job is, to corrupt your minds from the simplicity that is in Christ. Yes, it's uh, the Christ is very... Uh, his uh, words are very understandable. They're so simple that a uh, little child can understand them. Verse 4, For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive another spirit, which ye have not received, or another gospel which ye have not accepted 
ye might well bear with him. Verse 5, For I suppose I was not a wit behind the very cheapest apostles. Verse 6, But though I be rude in speech, now what it really means is that uh, that he doesn't speak very well. He isn't like um, a speaker like Hitler or Billy Graham or these false people that preach that want you to believe that they're not Muslims when there's pictures. We have a website that has pictures of these uh, well, this Obama as a Muslim and his pastor came out and told about it. Um, and uh, I say it uh, rudely in speech, you know, like I'm not that educated to speak is what he says. But I'm telling you the truth. I'm rude in speech, yet not in knowledge. I might not talk uh, fluently like uh, some of these preachers do. I mean, they just are very slick. Because I am rude and crude. I'm a rude, crude dude in speech. Yet, not in knowledge. I know the Lord. But we have been thoroughly made manifest among you. Uh, in all things. In other words, you see me healing people. That's, uh, this is not rude. This is knowledge. And I have all the gifts. And I have knowledge that you don't know anything about. And I'm teaching it to you. And to me, you are not only rude in speech, but you're also rude in knowledge. You don't know anything. And I know everything. Verse 7. Have I committed an offense in um, abasing myself that ye might be uh, accepted and exalted? In other words, I'm saying I'm rude in speech, but you are wise. You're wise. Because I have preached to you the gospel of God freely. I've just let you know everything that there is so far. I mean, there's millions of other messages that you need, but I haven't gotten to them yet because I have all knowledge of God, and you don't. So back off. Don't be boasting yourself of something that you have that you don't have, or don't be exalting some false prophet or a preacher or a teacher that you're not wise enough to discern because you don't know this word enough to be able to find the flaws in their preaching and their teaching. And so you go with them. Verse 8. And he admits, I robbed other churches, taking wages of them to, you know, tithes and offerings, love offerings, to do you service to pay for my way to come to you so I can pass knowledge unto you. Verse 9, And when I was present with you, 
uh, wanted, I was chargeable to no man. I wanted things, but I wouldn't ask you for them, and so therefore you can't say that Paul asked you for anything. But you received everything because of me. People came and gave tithes and offerings to me because of me, not you. So don't argue with me. Don't be puffed up because really it's what, that's what he's saying. For that which was lacking to me, the brethren which came from Macedonia gave it to me, supplied me with it, not you. And in all things, I have kept myself from being burdensome unto you. I wouldn't ask you for a penny. Because first of all, I know you people in Corinth, uh, that you're out of order, that you're not spiritual, you're carnal. And there'd be one of you for sure, or maybe a couple dozen of you that would say, Look at that. He came over here to sponge off of us. So he said, I didn't ask you for anything. And so will I keep myself that way because you're so carnal. You start bringing false accusations against me because you think you're wise and full of understanding and you're not. That's the way the world is. They think that they can rebuke and reprove people that are really um, know God, know what's proper and what's not proper, and they just keep uh, bringing forth their poisonous venom, which doesn't poison me, but their purpose is to poison the people that listen, because Satan's job is to um, take people to hell with him. And that's why he's bombarding stupid little heads and telling them all sorts of things and that it will be better for them on the outside. And to be with their whorish mothers and pimpish fathers than to be in the house of God. And their whorish sisters and brothers and whatever else. Verse 10. As the truth of Christ is in me, in other words, Christ is in me because he's the truth. No man shall stop me of this boasting in the regions of Achaia. Verse 11. Wherefore? It's a question. Why? Wherefore? How come? Because I love you. Not. That's another question. Yeah, God knoweth. He knows whether I love you or I keep the commandments before you. That's love. I don't love you to kiss you and love you uh, uh, or to smooch with you or to hug you or to take you to bed. That is not love. Most cases today, that's hatred because a person that would have sexual relationships with you hates your soul. They want your soul to go to hell. Where about, huh? Question mark. Because I love you, not question mark. God knoweth, he knows that I keep uh, the commandments before you. Verse 12, but what I do, and I, that what I do, that I will do. In other words, that what you see me doing, keeping the commandments of the Lord and preaching the truth to you, 
I'm going to continue doing no matter what kind of accusation you bring against me. That um, I may cut off occasion from them which desire occasion. I cut off uh, your accusations because you desire to find some fault in me. But I won't let you. I cut you off by continuing keeping the commandments of the Lord before you. I continue pouring out God's love to you. God's love is a person that loves God, keeps the commandments. There's an occasion that you want to find some fault in me so you can make up an excuse for falling away. But listen, if I was doing something wrong and I'm doing something wrong before you and you fall away, you're still going to hell. So why are you trying to find an excuse in me uh, or because of me to go to hell? Because all sinners shall spend eternity in the lake of fire. All sinners that have not repented. And so I, so I cut off any occasion from them which uh, desire to find some evil in myself occasion that wherein they glory. They may be found even as we. Because if they look at you long enough keeping the commandments of the Lord, well, maybe some of them will become saved. Verse 13. For such are false apostles. Well, these are false apostles who will never be saved. They try to find, they desire occasion that wherein they glory. If they found an occasion in you, then they would glory about it. See, I told you, this guy is not real. See, he broke the commandments. That they may be found even as we. The truth would be known about them. For such are false apostles. They're deceitful workers. They think that we don't know who they are, but I do. I mean, I see Satan in them through and through. They're deceitful workers. They do work very little of it to just enough to make them to be able to stay, hang around. They just hang around. And when you spot them and tell them what they are, they get so angry that they'll even feign leaving. They, I can't handle this no more. I'm leaving. Well, let them leave. Nobody misses them. From such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. Uh, they try to make you believe that they're apostles of Christ. And some of the young people in the church, they have actually hoodwinked into making them believe that they are apostles of Christ. Uh, verse 14, and no marvel. I mean, I don't marvel about that. For Satan himself is transformed into an angel of uh, light or luz, as the Spanish people say. Okay, verse 15. Therefore, it is no great thing 
if his ministers, Satan's ministers, also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Well, if we don't work the works of Christ, well, then we go to hell. And uh, so will they. Verse 16. I say again, let no man think me a fool. If otherwise, yet as a fool, receive me that I may boast myself a little bit. You think I'm a fool? A fool is one that doesn't believe in God. These ministers of, these false ministers of light are the ones that don't believe in God. Verse 17, their purpose here on earth is actually to cause you to go to hell, to find fault with the, the um, authorities of this whole world. They're not even authorities over themselves. They lie. They pretend that they don't hear things when they do. And they pretend that I, you know, do something that I didn't. And they're liars. They're false. Verse 17. That which I speak, I speak it not after the Lord, but as it were foolishly. I told you in the beginning on this chapter, Paul is saying, that I'm going to have a little fun with you, but uh, I'm going to tell you the truth. In this confidence of boasting. Okay, verse 18. Seeing that many glory after the flesh. Oh, yeah, I'm from Puerto Rico. Viva Puerto Rico. I'm from New York. I'm from New York. You're boasting after the flesh. I'm a Jew. What has that got to do with the spiritual realm? I'm from Los Angeles. Say you're from L.A. Seeing that many glory after the flesh. I will glory also, because I'm going to tell you what the, how, what the real glory uh, is, uh, flesh-wise. Okay, if you want to compare flesh with flesh. For you suffer fools gladly. You love to fellowship with fools, people that don't believe in God. That's what a fool is. And you do it gladly. Seeing um, ye yourselves are wise. Oh, yeah, you think you're so wise. Glorying after the flesh. Verse 20, for ye suffer. You allow if a man bring you into bondage. They take you and they arrest you. If a man devour you. Oh, I my flesh, I am so great as a Christian. Uh, because I went to jail. And uh, uh, if a man devours you, oh, he whipped me, beat me, and all this kind of stuff. If a man take, take of you, steals your goods. If a man exalts himself. If a man, man smites you, oh, I am such a great Christian, somebody smote me. 
on the face, on the face too. Verse 21, I speak as a, as concerning reproach, as though we had been weak. Howbeit were, um, uh, in soever any is bold, I speak foolishly. Cause he's bragging here. Cause he, you people think you're bold because somebody smacked you in the mouth when you maybe deserved it because you didn't answer him right. Or you weren't in the spirit and you got yourself into a situation where that happened. I am bold also. And he really was bold. He was smitten. He was beaten with rods in prison many times. Verse 22. Are they Hebrews? So am I, he says. Are they Israel, Israelites? So am I. He's talking to a bunch of Gentiles here. You're not Israelites. You're from Eleman. Or Mexico. Or Puerto Rico. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. I'm a real Jew. And you're not. You're a Gentile. And you're acting like Gentiles too. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool now. I am more of a minister of Christ than all of you put together. Uh, in labors, because you're not, you don't labor really, you just put in time. More abundant in stripes uh, above measure. I can't even remember how many times I've been beaten or had stripes. In prisons, more frequent than you. Some of you haven't even been in prison. Some of you never have been stoned. Some of you have never been beaten with rods. Some of you have never drawn blood or been stoned. Yeah, then you're puffed up and you're nothing is what he's trying to tell these bunch of carnal Gentiles. It's for sure that he was in prisons more frequent in deaths often. How many times have I prayed? And Paul prayed to die. He was uh, in such despair that God, why don't you just take my life? Not even. We eat sumptuously high on the hog. We don't want to go back into the world, so we pray that there will be no discernment of our wicked status. Not in the Lord, but our wicked status in Satan. In deaths, I have died many times. And every time I go out into the public, I figure I could die. Because the um, world government and the Antichrist and the media hates me more than anyone that I know. But I'm not boasting about it. I'm just uh, agreeing here with Paul. I'm being foolish a little bit also. I've been to prisons many times. I've been in jail many times for preaching the gospel. Verse 24. 
of the Jews five times received I forty stripes save one. Well, how many stripes have you taken, you wise nothings? And I did this because of the gospel. Verse 25. Thrice was I beaten with rods. Once was I stoned, and I was stoned once too, and I've been beaten. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. I haven't suffered that yet. A night and a day I have uh, been in the deep all night long and also in the daytime I was uh, in the water verse 26 in journeyings travelings often in perils of waters in perils of robbers in perils by mine own countrymen people that were Jews because they hated the fact that I was preaching the gospel of Christ, that I was preaching love unto them, that the only way that they can be saved is the way I'm telling them, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren. I'm telling you, false brethren are the ones that put Christ to death. It was the churches. And it's still the same way today. The churches, the religions are the ones that would have you put to death because they say that the things that we're preaching are not lawful. Uh, and they're calling the things that we preach of the devil when in fact they are of the devil. So he's um, in perils among false brothers and sisters. Okay, so verse 27. In weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often. I, the Lord made me fast every day. This, I've been doing that for years now. Uh, half the day, I, I can eat half the time, often. In cold and nakedness, uh, verse 28, beside those things that are without those things that are not in the body of Christ, but which cometh upon me daily the care of all the churches. I mean, I have to listen to people calling in all day long, uh, asking questions. And this is what he's saying, too. I'm sure he didn't have as many calls as I do because he didn't have cell phones then or any kind of phone. Verse 29. Who uh, is weak and I am not weak? You think you're weak? Well, I'm weak also. Who is offended and I burn not? 
if I did something wrong, if I didn't keep the commandments and people are offended about it, uh, and I, I burn, even though I've done all these things and been through all this torture. But if I tell you something uh, that it's in the Lord and you're offended about God's word, well, then you will burn because you're offended at God's word. And you're offended at the position that I hold over you. You're not above me. I'm over you. I'm a minister of the gospel and a teacher of the gospel and a prophet and an apostle. And I burn not, he says. If I must, this is verse 30, if I must needs glory, I don't have glory because of you or things in this world, but I will glory of the things which concern mine infirmities. Because I'm going through these infirmities because I was the world's worst sinner because I persecuted the church. And that's what a bunch of devils are doing today of my church because of, so I'm glorying in the things that they do. Verse 31, the God and Father of our Lord, Jesus Christ, which is blessed forevermore, knoweth that I lie not. If I'm telling you people what you are, you are what I said you are. I'm not a liar like you are. You're faking Christianity. You're a phony. You're not of the Lord. Verse 32. In Damascus, the governor under Aratus, the king kept the city of the Damascenes with a garrison desirous to apprehend me. Verse 33. And through a window in a Basket was I let down by the wall and escaped his hands. Well, what happened is was Paul's nephew came and warned him that they were seeking to murder him. And I've had that happen to me many times. Even the president of the United States of these here Americas ordered me to be assassinated. That was President Clinton. And uh, John Peeler, a former FBI man, quit the FBI because he saw that I was, he says, squeaky clean. And so um, all these things would happen to a true born-of-the-spirit Christian, somebody that's really preaching the gospel. And... Uh, we're at, uh, we just finished chapter 11, and so we have some letters, have we not? Yes. Okay, where's the first one from? From Riverside, California. Okay, what do they have to say? The world needs this type of ministry. I am so filled with joy to have accessed so much information that at one point I was on your website without exiting. I thank you for your labor. From Riverside, California, Jose Hernandez. Okay, what else? 
and then from Zambia, Africa. Dear Pastor Tony Alamo, greetings in the name of our Lord and personal Savior, Jesus Christ. First and foremost, I want to thank you for the t-shirts and Bibles I received. Pastor, I want to testify that since I became your distributor, my life has changed. Your ministry has changed me and many people in this region. People are running after your materials, including Bibles. You have helped me to be a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you very much. In this letter, I want to request for 10 Bibles for new converts and evangelistic materials. I wish you a long life on the earth so that many may benefit from your ministry. Your distributor, Stephen Simpamba from Kafu, Zambia, Africa. All right, praise the Lord. I know we have many more, but uh, this is uh, chapter 12. <clears throat> it, uh, the Apostle Paul is saying, It is not expedient for me, doubtless, to glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. And uh, I don't know why the Lord has given me all the visions and dreams and wonders and instruction and signs that he has, but he has. And I don't see that with any other person. And then he told me, you're all that I have. And so I just I can't, don't understand why people don't want to be something that the Lord has. But that's what he said, and I know for sure Paul doesn't lie, and I know that God doesn't lie. And so I will come. Um, it's uh, absolutely important and for sure going for me to doubtless to glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. Uh, verse 2, I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago whether in the body of Christ is what it means, whether in the body of Christ, I cannot tell. In other words, he could be a heretic. Or whether out of the body, I can't tell. God knoweth. Uh, such an one ought um, caught up in, to the third heaven. Well, I'll explain this more later, but my time is up. On this particular message. So I'm going to read this again because this is really important stuff. Very important message. Now's the time we got to pray. Yeah, you, you want to get to heaven? You got to pray. You got to ask the Lord to forgive you of your sins. And He said He will. And so there shouldn't be any fear in you. To receive the Lord, he made everything, and he certainly is conscious of you. And he knows that if you're a believer or a doubter, and it doesn't matter what you've done, he saved the Apostle Paul, the chief of all sinners, and he'll save you. But uh, call on him and ask him, say, and he will. Say unto the Lord, my Lord and my God, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. And I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former sins. And I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. 
Wash all of my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word tells me so. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, Jesus, Father God, Holy Spirit. And I know that you have answered me, and I know I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now, just raise your hands up and praise and thank the Lord. And share and tell everyone in our listening audience how they can receive a copy of this um, program number 694. It's free. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Uh, this is Tony of Almost saying tune in tomorrow for another absolute direct course to the kingdom of heaven. And here I am to sing for you, and this is the song that you should sing, for the Lord to have his own way, Lord, have thine own way, Lord. Touch me and heal me.
Christ only. Oh.